Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Jason Leisure. Jason, the Bears have a quarterback for Thursday night, and it is the same quarterback as the last time. We'll talk about Tyson Bajant more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Jason, it's Wednesday afternoon as you and I sit here. Matt Eberflus just got done saying that um, Tyson Bagent will start another game. Uh, Justin Fields, who's got a, uh, who's recovering from a dislocated uh, right thumb, still has not been cleared by doctors. Uh, we can get into uh, Eberflus and the screwy messaging of it all uh, in a bit, but your initial reaction to all this? Um. I'm a little surprised because I thought Justin Fields would be back at this point. And I question whether that's true, that he's not been medically cleared. I don't know if that's true. We can't just take Matt Eberflus's word for that. I would say more likely he probably could physically play, but maybe it just doesn't look right. Maybe he's just not throwing as well as you would expect him to. Mm-hmm. Um, they can probably get by the Panthers with either guy. So giving Justin Fields an extra 10 days to recover and heal and just kind of get back to normal before the Lions game should help him. If you can beat the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tyson Bajan handled the Raiders. Right. And this team's a clear step down from the Raiders, which is saying something. And Tyson Bajan for three quarters on Sunday uh, in New Orleans was somebody, I, I think if he plays you know, the first three quarters on Thursday, the way he did the last time out, they're probably up two scores against the Panthers. I, I thought he was a pretty usable player. It's interesting because the guy that he needs to outplay, mm-hmm. the number one overall pick. Right. And, and at his position. I mean, it's kind of funny that you go into this game, like, who do you think is going to play better? Oh, Bajan. Don't you think Bajan? I do. Bajan, the undrafted rookie from Division Two, we think will play better then I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Then number one overall pick Bryce Young from Alabama, <laughs> who has played more games. Yeah, I, I asked Eddie Jackson about Bryce today because Eddie Jackson is, as you know, is a an Alabama Alabama guy. Yeah, watches a lot of games and said some very nice things about him. He said, "Listen, there's a reason he won the Heisman a couple of years ago, and um, you know, but boy, he needs to get a lot of help. <laughs> uh, you know, he needs O linemen and receivers and running backs." And he also said, you know, he's got a lot of – we've seen him have some trouble with defensive disguises, which, hey, you don't, hear a, you don't hear a defensive player say out loud, boy, we think we can trick this guy. And um, what Eddie made it sound like was just, you know, he's half a season in and is still playing like somebody who's half a season in, where C.J. Stroud, for example, uh, is not. He's top ten in every important category in the league. Yeah, that's – you know, as we compare Bryce Young to Justin Fields with that trade and the – moves that the Bears made, mm-hmm. effectively choosing Justin Fields over all the other quarterbacks. I think a lot of people are looking at that as choosing him over Bryce Young. And in that case, maybe you're happy with what you chose. And just, just in a vacuum, just a quarterback. But it's kind of a two-part thing there where they, they would have had to have done. They would have had to have properly evaluated one of those quarterbacks as having a higher ceiling than Justin Fields, and they would have had to have been right about it. Sure. Well, and also, boy, could you imagine – uh, players on a different team sitting there being like, you know, boy, Bryce Young's pretty good with the Bears, but they got to give him a lot more help because the, you know the biggest helper on this team right now to who to whomever's playing quarterback is DJ Moore, and the Bears don't have DJ Moore. 
unless they trade that draft pick away. Right, yes. DJ Moore talked today, uh, predictably didn't put up too much bulletin board material on what it's going to be like to play his former team. But, you know, you can tell both with he and Dante Foreman that it is a motivator a little bit. You know, with Moore, uh, they made him a millionaire and then traded him. And with Foreman, Foreman ran for 900-plus yards and then wasn't brought back. Uh, I, I think that they both have a little bit of an axe to grind on Thursday, and that's good because if those two guys are going well for the Bears, um, I think you can get away with C-plus quarterback play and probably still be all right. Foreman has, like, a, a shed full of axes. He does, yeah. Where, wherever you keep your axes, his is full. Right. Because he's got an axe to grind to get with the Bears. Yeah. He's partly motivated by having been kept on the bench and kept inactive by the Bears. So that's just kind of like how Deontay Foreman lives his life. Well, and I'd asked him And to, it's working for him. Yeah, and I'd asked him too. I mean, he may have his workload dialed back on Thursday because the Bears could activate Khalil Herbert. Sounds like they're going to wait until Thursday afternoon to make that official one way or the other. But, you know, uh, I'd asked him about that. And he said, of course I'd think about it. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I think about what my role is going to be? But he goes, you know, I'm just going to be happy to be out there. And he couldn't leave well enough alone. He went, shoot, there was a time when they wouldn't even let me go out there. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, any playing time is an upgrade over what he started the season with. And, Jason, I think he's been really good. And I think the combination of him and Khalil Herbert could be pretty dangerous. If Herbert is that home run hitter and if Foreman's the guy who can lower his head and put a whooping on some people. It sounded to me, Pat, like uh, the guys coming back off IR will come back from okay. what Matt Eberflew said. And it's so hard to kind of see through all the haze right and circular answers to see what he what is really going to happen but haze sound haze as in fog or as in saying hey all the time in in terms of fog okay i'm sorry haze with a z okay go ahead uh, <laughs> he made it sound like Khalil Herbert Equinemius St. Brown Josh Blackwell coming back off IR for this game was really just going to be part of their meetings about roster sure. composition for that game, not about their health. I wonder how much St. Brown can help them. You know, uh, we talked about this at the beginning of the year. Uh, for a wide receiver, he's really good at blocking, which is about the most insulting, nice thing you could say about a football player. Uh, but Blackwell is a big help for them on special teams. Uh, and, you know, Herbert, obviously, is somebody that can help. I've, I've, been, I've been surprised... The lack of success that Roshan Johnson's had since his return, Jason, it, it, I, I thought that there would be a burst there that w we've yet to see. I think that getting Khalil Herbert back and getting Equinemi St. Brown back does make a big difference for them because I think you're talking about Khalil Herbert gives them one of these guys that they need, one of these guys that Tyson Bajan needs, where a small play, as in like a short pass, a screen pass, something like that, or a small safe play can turn into a big gain. Yep. And I think in St. Brown's case, while, yeah, you're right that his best thing he brings to the table is blocking, one of the best things that they can do for Tyson Bajan is put guys out there that are doing their job correctly right. and winning their matchups. And even as a route runner, St. Brown, usually right spot, right time. Sure. Not fast enough to get separation, get open, but for Tyson Bajan, just knowing where he's going to be, I think both those guys make a big difference for him. Is he the shoe that drops for Bayless Jones? It seems obvious to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bayless can't keep playing. Oh, I, I wonder about the 53-man roster spot. 
Do you think Velas possibly cut before Thursday? I don't think they will, mm. but I, I think it's... I mean, no, it'd be, it'd be warranted. Mm-hmm. It yeah. would be, and that's not to take a shot at Velas Jones, but it's just on performance. Yeah, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you know, if you waived him right now, somebody would pick him up. Yeah. On their active roster. Yeah, you and I have talked about this. His. There are teams that would be missing guys. There are teams that just a few years ago also really liked him in the draft. Maybe didn't like him as much as Ryan Poles did. But liked him and thought, ooh, maybe we can do something with Bayless Jones. He would land somewhere. That wouldn't mean that the Bears are wrong to let him go. This is a question I'm sure people will ask us in the next 10 days. Why didn't Justin just go on IR? Yeah, we should explain that. So that wouldn't have worked. And the, probably the, I'm at, there's a million ways we could give you a short answer on this, but we'll go through it here. You can only bring eight guys back from IR in a season. And with these three guys coming back now, St. Brown, Blackwell, and Herbert, that makes eight. Those would be the sixth, seventh, eighth guys coming back from IR. So if you had put Justin Fields and Nate Davis on IR, for example, two of, and they'll both miss their fourth game, which is the time you have to miss if you do go on IR, Two guys out of Fields, Davis, Blackwell, Herbert, and St. Brown would have to be out for the year. And obviously you wouldn't want to do that. Now the, the question, like kind of the next level question on that, Pat, is how did the Bears end up getting to that point where they'd already used all eight IR spots? Right. Using one on Kramer and Kareem, yeah. those may have been poorly chosen. Kramer doesn't play for them anymore. He's on the Cardinals. Yeah, and I mean, I understand. I, I don't have an issue with it, even if they thought Fields would miss four weeks all along. I think giving him the added carrot of, hey, if things go really well, you can get back a, a, at least a game early. I'm good with that. I think that that makes sense. I think having your quarterback as engaged as humanly possible makes sense. And I'm sure they'd say, oh, Justin would be around if he was on IR too. Maybe that's true. But I, I'm okay with it. And and I, I mean, geez, look at this roster. I'm not sure that the... 53rd man is worth crying about. The guys that are in healthy scratches on game right. days, it's not anyone that you're yeah. crying over. It's not like putting Justin or keeping Justin around has kept the Bears from adding somebody significant on the back end of their roster yeah. at all. But yeah, I mean, it looks like he's going to miss at least four games, which is the minimum. Did Eberflus sound today, Jason, like he planned on Justin being back this season? Justin Fields? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he sounded, you know, again, you have there's so much you have to read between the lines on with him. And in the end, he gives you so little that you have to it's you're making an educated guess. But it sounded like the expectation now is going to shift to 10 days from now against the Lions. That Fields was reasonably close now, and that 10 more days should be enough for him to do I, I would expect that he plays that game uh, to go through the word salad carousel uh, in short Eberflus called them out said that they were going to start uh, Bajan and have P- Nathan Peterman be the backup you're saying today this yes, is what the today, press conference yes. was yes the injury report said doubtful and not out you asked him a thousand people asked him why are why is Justin Fields Clearly, by what you're saying, not going to play, but you listed him as doubtful on the injury report. And he said, because there's another day between today and the game, and maybe something changes? Was yeah, that he kind of gave a kind of... I feel like this is... I, I, don't, I hesitate to even get into this with people, because I don't want to 
confuse you the way Matt Eberflus is trying to confuse you. Right. So if you if you hear nothing else, please hear this. Tyson Bajan is starting for the Bears Thursday. Nathan Peterman is the backup. Matt Eberflus said Justin Fields is not playing. Literally said that. Uh-huh. We can get into the thousand other things he said right. about why he listed him doubtful and how you explain that contradiction and, and him not really grasping that those things can't exist in the same space right. where you say he's not playing, but you're also saying there's still a chance. So he was all over the place. But what he said as clearly as he's capable of saying in a press conference is Tyson Bajan is starting against the Panthers. Nathan Peterman's the backup. Justin Fields is not playing. He gave kind of a long ranting answer to the first question about how is Fields, how are you saying that he's not going to play, but he's, he's not medically right. cleared, but he's listed as doubtful. And he kind of gave a long answer. And the follow-up was, so he's not playing? Right. And Matt Eberflus said, yeah, he's not playing about Justin Fields. A week, now, now, a, no, week, a week ago, he ruled Justin Fields out on a Monday and on Friday called him doubtful. So yeah. there's a lot of this going around. Weird, and man. we should probably leave it at this because this is a frustration that the people who have to be here every day have and that I don't think the fan base should care much about other than, like you said, don't read too much into it. This is uh, – Justin is not playing on Thursday night. Uh, is there a – do you have an interest level in this game – uh, in terms of what it means for the Bears' draft chances. This is going to sound like I'm making fun of the Bears. It's a huge game for the Bears. Mm-hmm. This Thursday night game against the 1-7? Are the Panthers 1-7 and seven or 1-8? 1-7, uh, I think. 1-7, yeah. The Cardinals Thursday are 1-8. Thursday night eight. home game in November against the 1-7 team. It's a really big game for the right. Bears. Because you look at the Bears' schedule the rest of the way, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of teams that are pretty bad. It's Arizona, Atlanta... You know, who knows what Minnesota is going to be in a couple of weeks? Who knows what the Packers are going to be in a couple of weeks? Uh, there's a bunch of bad teams. The Bears could end up winning. I don't think it'd be some crazy thing for the Bears to end up at five or six wins. Right. Yep. And now their draft pick is going to be, what do what you end up picking with that, eighth? Maybe ninth or tenth. If you need a quarterback, that's a grand canyon between like picking first well, and eighth. And you that said it, there are so many bad teams that... The Bears could be horrible and be the ninth most horrible team in football, right? They could. Yes. You're more likely path to the number one pick in the draft, which if you're picking a quarterback, man, it matters. First versus second versus ninth. Like that top pick is so important. And in this draft, it's really, really important because you they talk about the, the people that know college football talk about Caleb Williams as one of these once every few years type mm-hmm. prospects. There's not a Caleb Williams in every draft. Right. Your best chance of getting that number one pick is Carolina through their pick. And you need to help yourself in that effort tonight, well, Thursday night. What makes that so interesting, too, is you know ESPN does a simulator where they play 10,000 games. And they've got the Panthers pick with like a 31% chance of being the number one overall. They have the Bears pick at like 6%. Because they figure out I'm winning some of the games we just talked about. Right. Think, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, the fact remains the Bears need to keep the Panthers down because the Panthers, with no motivation to tank the rest of the way, I'm afraid the Panthers will steal a couple. That, Maybe they play a team that doesn't care or something. Yeah, yeah in the last couple of weeks of the season, I mean, there are, there are a lot of bad teams uh, who are going to be looking forward. I mean, the Giants, the Patriots, the Rams, you know, the Bears, uh, the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are bringing back, you know, Kyler Murray. We'll see whether that makes them good or just more interesting in a loss. You know, they haven't won a game. You know, if the season were to end today, the Cardinals would draft first. 
And they haven't won a game since the opener. And you said, I think you told me yesterday, the Bears would draft second and third? Yeah. Right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Panthers pick would be second. The Bears pick would be third. But, you know, the Rams just signed Carson Wentz. <laughs> Doesn't that scream? Maybe we'll tank later with uh, Matthew Stafford injured. Uh, you know, the Patriots uh, haven't been this bad since uh, in 20 years, I think. Um, and then the Giants are playing Tommy DeVito. Do you know? I had not heard that name the, before today. Yeah, uh, he went to Illinois. Uh, I still had not heard that name. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a race to the bottom that the Bears are going to have to fend some people off in. And as counterintuitive as it sounds, beating the Panthers is the best thing the Bears can do to get a high draft pick. You need to help send the Panthers down to the bottom. I, the Bears can't tank. They cannot just all-out tank. Right. Nobody here can be sure of keeping their job from Poles to Eberflus to Fields if that happens. Correct. So send Carolina to the bottom. The Bears need to try. The Bears, for for selfish reasons, for those people, and just for, you know, w- thankfully for them, they have the safety net of Carolina, of having Carolina's pick. They can go for it and should. They should try to win as much as they can down the stretch. And if Pat, if they surprise everybody and they get to like seven or eight wins, <laughs> and end up picking 14th in the draft or something like that, that's fine. Help yourself by making sure that Carolina is coming in at number one. And I. I cannot stress enough, if you need a quarterback, mm-hmm. how much it matters to be having that first pick right. instead of just even down to second. Mm-hmm. So you, you cannot leave anything to chance that you have control over when it comes to trying to send Carolina to the bottom. Unrelated, I would love the NFL to exist in a world where winning helps your draft status and doesn't hurt it. Because can you imagine if both these teams had their own picks you know, we'd be talking about tomorrow as, you know, do you actually really want to win the game? We spent the second half of last season talking about, you know, whether Bears fans were right to root against their favorite team. That's just a screwy system that kind of makes a mockery out of the outcomes here. And, um, and yeah, so, so it's interesting that, you know, a, a win helps them. Uh, that is different than what we've dealt with. I'm looking at our picks right now, Jason. Everybody at the Sun Times has got the Bears except for me. I have got the Panthers by a field goal in overtime. Uh, my rationale is just it's hard to trust the Bears to do anything right, including winning a game they've got to win. And you know what? The the worst team wins on Thursday night a lot. Like, it's it's not crazy to sit there and say, you know, the underdog on a short week catches a couple breaks and has a chance. Uh, why do you like the Bears by a score of 23, 23 to 11? I Jason? think that, uh, the, that Tyson Bajan handled the Raiders, and this team is a clear step below that. I think that the Bears will not find another team that is so much worse than them across the board this year than the Panthers. I think even the Cardinals. Know, if Kyler Murray's playing, hmm. the Cardinals are better than this. The Cardinals on Christmas Eve, right? You get a primetime home game. You really want to do? You want to spend time debating whether the Cardinals no, or the no, Panthers no, just, are worse? I'm just. The Cardinals might, if they got Kyler Murray, you know, he, he gives them a chance. But it might be late enough in the season that they're actively not trying to have a chance to. Hard to know. But when I was looking <laughs> at what. When I was, I was really sitting and thinking Tuesday about what what should Luke Getze be doing mm-hmm. in this game, it kind of doesn't matter because almost anything should work because this season against the Panthers, almost everything has worked against them. They're, there isn't a thing that they're good at. And Brian Burns, who is their best player by a mile, uh, is not going to play because of a concussion. This brings us back to our original topic, and then we'll get out of here, Jason. Am I crazy to think that if you're just trying to win a game on Thursday, that Tyson Bajant 
is it that much of a drop-off from a Justin Fields who hasn't played in a month? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that – I think you're a little crazy because I okay. think that it, Justin Fields can do pretty much everything better than Tyson Bajan. Now, you don't know, like, whether he would have been 100% of himself right. in this game. But if he was – if it was medically safe to play him and he was just going to be a little bit hampered, I would rather have – Justin Fields for one game, but there are many more games that they need to win. Right. And I like what if they were playing? What if what if they were off this week? Mm-hmm. What if this was a bye week and we were instead only talking about that next game, the Lions game? Could, you would have a totally different opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. For ten days from now, on the road against a much better team, you'd absolutely want Justin Fields. Well, I, I know this either way. The most important thing the Bears can do going forward is get a clean evaluation of Justin Fields. I think that. Writ large, Justin Fields playing as soon as possible is the best thing for the franchise. However, if you want to ward off an upset uh, on Thursday, I think you could make a case that Tyson Bajan under center, handing the ball off, not running the risk of getting his you know thumb whacked and the ball going on the ground, um, you know throwing uh, conservative passes the way he did in that Raider win, trying not to turn the ball over four times the way he did last week. I think that there's a path there in which you can win just as likely with him as you could with Fields. Depends on how close to full strength Fields would have been. My point was more that I would want to make sure I have Justin Fields against the Lions in a week and a half. That's true. So yeah. that's what I would do. Even though I think he, even in a limited capacity, is he's got a stronger arm, obviously much faster, um, and more experienced, can process things quicker than Tyson Bajan. That Fields needs the, the one thing Bajan has been doing better than Fields is avoiding sacks. Mm-hmm. We would need to see uh, an improvement on that from Fields when he comes back. But I wouldn't want to jeopardize the chance of having Justin Fields for that road game against the Lions in a week and a half over a home game against the Panthers. Okay, I do not think you are crazy. I don't. I didn't think you were like full blown crazy. Just a little crazy. Just a titch, as Maddie Rufus would say. <laughs> Cover this team long enough, and I think we all become a little half crazy at the very least. Jason, we will be at the game on Thursday night, and we will do a podcast live, uh, live to tape, I guess, uh, from it. Until then, you can follow Jason, Mark Potash, and myself on social media. Check us out on the Sun Times website, on the app, and in the paper itself. He's Jason. I'm Pat. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again real soon. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.